Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's estimated that up to about 4 million people are living in the UK with diabetes. But a lot of people are still unaware of the complications that diabetes can pose. Well, joining me now is the very lovely Craig Colhan. Now, Craig, you are an optometrist and you work on the retinal screening programme for diabetic retinopathy in uh, Glasgow for the NHS. But you're also an information officer for RNIB Scotland. That's correct, Joe. Good morning. Good morning to you. Now, it's great to have you here. And we are talking about diabetic retinopathy today. Now, I know only too well what diabetic retinopathy can can do to your eyes because I've been diabetic all my life. And that is how I ended up losing my sight. But for anybody who doesn't know what diabetic retinopathy is, could you explain? Yes, of course. Um, Well, in diabetes, basically, diabetes is um, a disease of the vascular system of the body. And that affects the blood vessels at the back of the eye. And they basically become a bit more leaky. And they leak blood and other constituents such as um, exudate into the retina at the back of the eye. Now, it's not good that the retina has this liquid uh, in its cells and in amongst its tissue. So that leads to the retina becoming um, damaged and doesn't operate the way that it should. And that leads to sight loss. So that's what's happening in diabetic retinopathy. And the thing is, it, it is so preventable. I mean, I know that when I was uh, diagnosed, they didn't have annual retinal screening programs. Sight loss, as far as you know, I was concerned growing up with it, was something that, that older people face. But it's not the case, is it? I mean, sight loss can come on, retinopathy can come on at pretty much any age. Yes, I mean, sight loss can affect um, at any age, any stage of your life, even from um, birth onwards. Um, With diabetes, yes, as you mentioned, there was no screening program at the time that you were diagnosed with diabetes. In Greater Glasgow and Clyde, the screening program came into effect in 2003. So we've had a successful program since then. Um, And I would encourage all individuals aged 12 years or more uh, registered with their GP to attend annual diabetic retinal screening if they can. Now, if somebody was diabetic and they started to notice changes in their eyes or they were um, experiencing diabetic retinopathy, it's not one of those things, Craig, that you can always see initially. It can be working away at the back of the eye, can't it? And it's actually when you when you do start to notice changes that that's when it, it's quite severe, isn't it? What will people see physically? Well, you're correct on that first point. Uh, and a lot of my patients in clinics, um, sometimes they will protest that they even have diabetes and they'll say, I shouldn't really be here. My doctor told me that I'm not diabetic and, and all the rest of it. And even beyond that, they will protest and say, well, my sight is perfectly fine. I can see and I don't need to be here. And what we have to introduce to them is this concept that what can happen is the parts of the retina that are affected can be the parts of the retina that you're not quite aware of. There's specialist tests that you can do. For example, going to a high street opticians to see an optometrist, you can do a visual field test, and that visual field test can reveal what you're not able to see. And the other thing that the optometrist can do is they can look inside the eye and see the eye being affected by the diabetes at an early stage. Now, what we do know is that if we can catch the diabetic retinopathy at an early stage, there's a better chance of us being able to stop full-blown sight loss. 
Well, do you know, it, it's one of those things that you have to be so careful with because as I said earlier, when I was growing up, it was all kind of focus on on looking after your feet and watching your kidneys. Yes. And, but for mm. me, it was it was never a case of, you know, you need this annual eye check because, you know, one day you could lose your sight. It was always something that happened to, to older people as far as I was concerned and as far as my family were concerned. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously I'm only 18, Craig, so 18 years <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just about 40 now. So 40 years ago, it was a very, very different way of controlling uh, diabetes as, as to what it is now. But that's the whole point, isn't it? You've got to keep your diabetes well controlled to prevent these kind of things from happening. That, that is very key. I mean, the thing that I tell patients, especially patients that are, uh, say, 20 or 25 years diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, say, is to not be too hard on themselves because... After, say, 20 or 25 years, you will start to develop signs of diabetic retinopathy at the back of the eye. And when I give that result to the patient at the end of the clinic, you can see that they are dejected and they think to themselves, well, I've been so good. I've avoided all the sweets. I've avoided all the sugary snacks. I've improved my diet. And now you're telling me that I've got this problem at the back of my eye. And I have to stress to them that after so many years of diabetes, there will be the odd sign, one or two, at the back of the eye. It's bound to happen. But the point is, is that with good control, you're keeping those signs to an absolute minimum and that's what we try and encourage with the patients. And there's so much that can be done now in terms of, of trying to stop diabetic retinopathy in its tracks. Unfortunately, it doesn't work for everybody, but there are cases where you know people can live with diabetic retinopathy and not lose their sight completely. Oh yes, of course. Um, we have uh, the means where people come into secondary care within ophthalmology, within a hospital setting, and they are managed by the ophthalmologists. There will be, for example, patients who experience regular bleeds at the back of the eye, and they know themselves when they've got a bleed. They know that their vision becomes very cloudy and this kind of reddish, brownish tinge. And they just simply present into the ophthalmology clinic and they get monitored or they get the treatment that they require. And the treatment is very advanced these days. It's very, very um, uh, clever, if you will. Um, so there's, there's every reason for people not to give up just because they have diabetes. They should go to annual primary eye exams with their own high street optometrist. They should present for diabetic retinal screening on an annual basis at least and know that the help is there, the help and support is there in secondary care in the hospital system. And you mentioned type 1 and type 2 diabetes there. Obviously, I know the difference. A lot of people get very confused about type 1 and type 2. I mean, people think that type 2 diabetes is caused when you're overweight and you don't look after your diet and, you know, it's a, a kind of overdose of sugar. But, um, you know, that that is the case in, in many respects, but not all people with type 2 diabetes uh, are, are overweight. Can people lose their sight with type 2 diabetes as well as type 1? Yes, of course they can. Um, and that's why we encourage the annual screening um, of all diabetics, irrespective of whether you're type 1 or type 2. 
Um, in fact, I, I believe that Theresa May, the, the Prime Minister, has just revealed that she's become diabetic as a recent diagnosis, and she is certainly not overweight. Um, so it, it doesn't always fall into these kind of stereotypical patterns of who is type 1 or who is type 2. But irrespective of type 1 or type 2, I would encourage everyone to present for annual um, retinal screening program service and for routine primary eye exams with their own optometrist. Well, Craig, it's been fascinating talking to you. Very informative. Thank you. And uh, it's lovely to see you again. I haven't yes, seen you, you in quite a while. So we will see you again. You are going to come in yes. and join us every month to, to talk eye conditions and, and what's going on in the world of optometry. But in the meantime, Craig Collihan from RNIB and NHS, thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect thank Radio. Thank you, Jill. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.